and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A warm welcome to morning celebration of Mass here at St. Bride's. This is the funeral Mass for Alice Brown. We welcome to the church today her children, uh, Jared, Janice, Patricia Ann, Frankie and Eileen. And we welcome also Anne and Isabel and Margaret and Stephen. And we welcome also the grandchildren who are here with us today. Many, many more people would have liked to have been here with you, but are unable to be present because of the restrictions. But they send to you their sincere condolences, their prayers, their love and their good wishes. There will be an audio recording of the Mass available later on in the day, in which others who are not here present will be able to listen and participate in this Mass. Since hearing of Alice's death, many people have taken the occasion to say to send their condolences uh, to this family that are present here today. As you know, so many people knew Alice through the parish here, 
through being our neighbour, through being a work colleague, growing up with her over the years, and maybe also at the school gate uh, collecting grandchildren. All thought highly of her, and all have taken the opportunity to say how much they will miss her and what a fine woman that she was. For you who are the family here, the loss is great, immeasurable and very painful. I know that you, each of you find it difficult to put into words what she meant to each of you. She was your strength and your support and your joy. Today then, amidst the sadness and the tears, there is also joy to recall for what she meant to you and what she will always mean to you. For today is a day to count the blessings that have been showered upon you. Thanks be to God for her. Thanks be to God for all the blessings. Thanks be to God for everything that she has meant to you and always will mean to you. <coughs> to begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Amen. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, in whose presence the dead are alive, and in whom your saints rejoice full of happiness, grant our supplication that your servant Alice, for whom the fleeting light of this world shines no more, may enjoy the comfort of your light for all eternity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from St Paul's letter to Timothy. Before God and before Christ Jesus, who is to be judge of the living and the dead, I charge you in the name of his appearing and of his kingdom, proclaim the message and, welcome or unwelcome, insist in it, refute falsehood, correct error, give encouragement, but do all with patience and with care to instruct. The time is sure to come when people will not accept sound teaching, but their ears will be itching for anything new, and they will collect themselves a whole series of teachers according to their own tastes, and they will shut their ears to the truth and will turn to myths. But you must keep steady all the time, put up with suffering, do the work of preaching the gospel, fulfil the service asked of you. As for me, my life has already been poured away as a libation, and the time has come for me to depart. I have fought the good fight to the end, I have run the race to the finish, I have kept the faith, and all there is to come for me now is the crown of uprightness which the Lord, the upright judge, will give to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have longed for his appearing. 
the word of the Lord. reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Though I command languages both human and angelic, if I speak without love, I am no more than a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. And though I have the power of prophecy to penetrate all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all the faith necessary to move mountains, if I am without love, I am nothing. Though I should give away to the poor all that I possess and even give my body to be burned, if I am without love, it will do me no good whatever. Love is always patient and kind. Love is never jealous. Love is never boastful or conceited. 
It's never rude and never seeks its own advantage. It does not take offence or store up grievances. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but finds its joy in the truth. It's always ready to make allowances, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Love never comes to an end. But if there are prophecies, they will be done away with. If tongues, they will fall silent. And if knowledge, it will be done away with. For we know only imperfectly, and we prophesy imperfectly. But once perfection comes, all imperfect things will be done away with. When I was a child, I used to talk like a child and see things as a child does and think like a child. But now I have become an adult. I have finished with all childish ways. Now we see only reflections in a mirror, mere riddles. But then we shall be seeing face to face. Now I can know only imperfectly, but then I shall know just as fully as I and myself am known. As it is, these remain, faith, hope and love, the three of them, and the greatest of them is love. The word of the Lord. Please stand. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house there are many places to live in, otherwise I would have fooled you. I am going now to prepare a place for you, and after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you to myself, so that you may be with me where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Please sit down. Every morning over the years in which I have been a priest at St. Bride's, Alice would come to morning mass here at the church. I couldn't help noticing in those months before she stopped coming that there were a number of days in which she would come late for Mass, just a few minutes, enough 
if you like to catch my eye. And I remember her thinking that it was strange at the time. But as I reflect back on it, I'm sure it was because even the walk from Borgy Crescent, which isn't too far away, of course, had become a challenge and maybe too difficult for her. I knew when she eventually stopped coming to Mass each morning that that would be a major thing for her, for she liked coming each day, and of course it meant everything to her. She liked starting the day in that way. Both Eileen and Stephen and Christy Louise and Stephen would of course bring her to Sunday Mass. Over this period, I would occasionally ask her how her health was, and of course, as you will know, she brushed it aside. Couldn't be better, she would say. Fine far. She was never one to dwell on things and wouldn't want anyone to worry about her, uh, and she wouldn't admit to others that she was feeling unwell either. We could all see over the time that she wasn't well, but the same strong spirit was there, the determination to get on, to persevere, and to live her life. Her body itself may have grown weak, but she never lost that strong, resolute spirit. Today at Mass, I've been asked by you as the family to read that passage from St. John's Gospel, in which Jesus himself reassures his apostles that for them and for others there will be a place in the Father's house in which there are many rooms, rooms of plenty and rooms for all. Those words today come to us as great consolation. Alice is not here with us now, but she is somewhere else. And the reading reminds us exactly where she is that she is in God's loving hands and his loving care and she's gone to the Father's house in which there are many rooms. She always believed this and always trusted and always hoped that this would be her final destination. How could it not be for someone who was so patently and transparently good all her life? We have no other thought in our heads or in our hearts that she would be in any other place, united with those that she'd loved here on earth, her husband, her parents, her brothers, her sister, and her beloved firstborn, Joseph. St. Paul, in that first reading today, uh, reminds us about running the race to the finish, completing the course, and winning the prize. These are images easily associated with Alice today. Not for her, the short sprint, but for her, the long distance. A long life marked by great faith, great trust and prayer, and a great reverence for the sacraments. Her life was that race run to the finish, never diverted, never blown off course, never lost sight of the finishing line. I have to be very careful today for I wish to say a few words about her life and I have to tell you that she was never too keen when she was at funerals when I would say the few words 
about a person. As you know, she was very private, very discreet, and very modest. So I have to tread very carefully, and I hope that she won't send a lightning bolt, lightning bolt down on my head. <laughs> Alice was born on the 2nd of September, 1931. She was called Mary Alice, but as you would know, she never really used the name Mary. Her parents, Winifred and Patrick Carlin. She was born in the village of Hallside, a village noticed, noted for its kindly people and neighbourliness. She had brothers and sister. Her brothers were Frank and Cha and Danny, and she, of course, had a brother, Joseph, who died in infancy. And, of course, she had that wonderful sister, Jane, whom she was very close to all her life and loved her very much. And I know that she's been a great aunt to the family. Her young life was spent in uh, Henderson Avenue and she attended St. Charles's School and St. Bride's Secondary. She left school at a young age, as most people did in those days. Many young girls in this area worked either in the Richmond Laundry uh, or in the Templeton Carpet Factory. She chose the latter. In her working life also, she worked at McFarland's Langs and latterly as a cleaning uh, supervisor at Tasty's just across the road from where we are today. She met her future husband, uh, Joseph Brown, in the local cafe, Tony's, and they were married on the 31st of December, 1949. They lived in Westburn initially with her parents and later were to move to 7 Fernbank Avenue and then, of course, to 49 Borgie Crescent, where she lived uh, uh, as a family uh, for 49 years. Joan Alice had uh, six children, Joseph and Jared and Janice and Patricia Ann and Frankie and Eileen. And sadly, her son Joe was to die early in life at the age of 36, which was an unspeakable sadness for, for her and which broke her heart. Her children present here today have loved her very much and have been devoted to her all their lives and count themselves very blessed to have a mother like her. She was everything to them and it's difficult, I think, for you today to think of your life without her. You'll always love her, you'll always think of her, you'll always care for her and you'll always be devoted to her memory. Her spouses here uh, also were especially close to her and were in turn to love Alice very much as well uh, all their married life. Grandchildren uh, present here today were the light of her life and she was closely involved with all of your lives. She would pick many of you up from school and you would come back to her house. She loved you very much and it's clear that you loved her very much indeed too. Even as grown men and women as you are, you would always come to her home. Today, what a blessing to think, to have had the love of a grandmother, a treasure, to have grown up with this in your own life. If you had 12 grandchildren, and I wish to mention you today, Gerard and Gemma and Martin and Joanna and Kieran and Leanne and Mark and Paul and Mary Claire and Kevin and Christy Louise and Stephen, and of course six great-grandchildren 
Kieran and Alice and Holly and Zach and Lily and Maya, which were the light of our life and brought her great joy. There is also, as you will know, another great grandchild on the way, soon to be born. And is that not the way of things? One leaves the world and one enters the world. Her life and her home was the centre of this family's life. Everyone came to see her, came to speak to her, came to be in her company and came to seek her out. Over the years in which I have known her as her parish priest, I knew her to be a very good woman in every sense. When we would speak, she always seemed to me to be wise and good and caring. And she always seemed to me to be discreet in what she said, never unkind, not harsh in her judgments, always careful with the confidences that people entrusted to her. I knew also her to be a woman of great faith, said her prayers and her novenas regularly each day, prayed for people, family, and countless people who asked her to remember them. She was a very loyal member of this parish community over the years and went to Lourdes a number of times, helped the Camboni Fathers in Carmel, and involved ourselves in the Guild and in social events around the parish. I think that you may know this, that she was a great devotee of the Bingo, the Savoy, and other places besides. She loved the Bingo, and she loved to win even the smallest of prizes. I always tell this story about her, of meeting her for the first time, I think, and thinking that she was running to get the Carfin bus, only to find out later on that she was running, literally running, uh, to get the bus for the bingo. It's even known, I think, on one occasion that she got her driver to drive over a grass embankment so that she wouldn't be late for the bingo. She was, as you probably know, a great believer in lucky and unlucky books for the bingo, and she was always anxious not to get one of those unlucky books. The family uh, remind me, though, that they say when that she won at the bingo, uh, she was always generous, sharing out uh, her winnings with the family. She was well-known uh, by seemingly everyone here in the town. A visit to the main street would take hours as she stopped to talk to everyone that she knew. I think even her own mother was amazed at the number of people that she knew and that would, she would be talking to. For all of you who are the family here today, it's difficult, I know, to say what she fully meant to you all. She was your joy, your anchor, your strength, your support, and everything revolved, her, revolved around her in many ways uh, in all of your lives. And all of you have known such love and kindness from her. Since her fall uh, some time ago there, uh, she had a long stay in hospital, uh, and of course she returned home. But we could all see that she was gradually more frail, but as I mentioned before, the spirit was still there and never really diminished. She was never one to dwell on things, but simply kept going. She was 
also much loved, as I should mention today, by the extended family, all of whom will miss her very much indeed. St Paul himself today leaves us with a great message. He speaks about love. Many things remain, uh, faith and hope, but the greatest thing that remains is love. And we believe these words today, and we've come to say them in our own hearts. Your love, your care, will always remain for Alice. You'll never forget her, never stop thinking about her, never stop being thankful for her life. By the grace of God, that love remains. It doesn't die. It's eternal, something that will never, ever die. And of course, God's love itself is eternal for us. He never stops thinking about us, never stops caring for us, and never stops loving us. We feel perhaps today that a light has gone out of life, but it hasn't really. It continues to burn brightly and will always burn brightly for you in the years that lie ahead. We pray for peace for Alice at the end, for eternal peace. Peace and joy for the weary traveller who has finished the race, completed the course, and crossed the line. Rest after your works, Alice. Rest after all that you've done. Rest after your great life and care for others. Rest at the end of the journey, and may you know the hand of God and the abundance of blessings that come to you through that hand. For you've lived a life that has been good and well lived.
stand. And pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the offering of this sacrifice be pleasing to you, Lord, so that the soul of your servant, Alice, finding through your mercy the pardon that she sought for her sins, may exult forever with all your saints and praise your glory for all eternity. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and all our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven we worship you constantly on earth and before you without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed to see you comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them with dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body which will be given up for you in a similar way when supper was ended he took the chalice and once more giving thanks he gave it to his disciples saying take this all of you and drink from it for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness with charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember Alice, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. <laughs> 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope in the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who will live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. a word to you with regard to Holy Communion. I uh, don't have to come forward today uh, for Holy Communion, but if you just remain in your seats, um, if you'd like to receive Holy Communion, then simply just stand and obviously put your hands out to receive uh, Communion. Uh, I'll go, go around the church and, and give Communion. Uh, if you don't want to receive Communion, but maybe you'd just like to receive a blessing, then just place your hand on your breast, and as I pass by, I'll give you a blessing instead of Communion. If you don't want to receive Communion, or don't want to receive a blessing, then just Remain seated in, in, in your seats and, and not to stand. Please stand. my 
understand. As we receive these heavenly gifts, we give you thanks, O Lord, and humbly pray that the soul of your servant Alice, freed through your son's passion from the bonds of sin, may come happily into your presence. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Saint John. 
Teach us how to die. 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 Teach us